Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> we love, we love. <laughs> 2024 we back welcome back hey. welcome back shout out to everybody that's in the chat the greatest show on earth and turf is back market mondays y'all hope yes. y'all feeling well a little little snowy little chilly up here in the northeast yeah what, 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 i heard y'all about to get a flood and the snowing yo cold. they said two to four inches of rain that's a no go that's that's bad work what's it looking like in asia uh raining as well but i'm happy to be here 2024 um Time for us to drop that blueprint how to get rich. No sure. loans floating in our circle. You know what I mean? There's no boundaries on this how to how to make some money, man. All the way out in Ghana, you know, people walking up to us and just, you know, telling their testimonies and their stories of how they, they listen to some of the information and were able to make money and change their family's outcome. So there really is no boundary to this, man. So salute to, to both of you, uh Shadi and Ian, uh, and for the work, man. Cause it ain't easy, but we do it. We do it every yeah. week. We do it. And we back for another 51 weeks. Let's do it. What a blessing it is to be able to do this, though. Yeah, that's a fact. That's fun. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot, how you feeling? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Happy to be back. I'm yeah. going to have a great time with y'all celebrating New Year's Eve. <laughs> Legendary. It looked, 
it looked as as fun as it was as, as it Absolutely. was. Absolutely, <laughs> I think that was my most fun New Year's Eve. We had a good time. Yeah, man. I don't know if I've ever brought in New Year's at that late of an hour. We we tried to stay up till the sun the sun rose, but and I think we we probably got back to the to the hotel around the sunrise. But it's it's a different level of energy out there, man. Different level. Absolutely. Of energy. Shout out no, to everybody that pulled up on us out in Ghana. It was incredible. A cry is incredible. Uh, so yeah, it was dope. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, thanks to everybody that came to the Ghana show, the whole world tour. Yeah, that we did last year. Thank you to Allah for you know sponsoring that. Yes. And um, yeah, twenty twenty four. You know, we had a lot of good moments last year. So looking forward to turning it up again this year. So um, you know, without further ado, we uh we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, Bitcoin's going crazy. Um, so yep. it's a lot. It's a lot going on right now. Nvidia went crazy today. Fifty two. We got all time high. Yeah, glorious day in the market. Nasdaq was up almost three hundred. About to hit that fifteen thousand. It's been a while since we didn't we've been there. Uh, so it was a, it was a good day. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's a big day in the millions household. Happy oh, birthday yeah. to my son. Happy birthday to my son. He turned ten today. Ten glorious years on earth, man. It's been incredible. Uh, we just cut the cake maybe 10 minutes ago. Uh, so That's shout fire. out to everybody upstairs that's celebrating. And shout out to everybody that wished him a happy birthday on social media and everybody that reached out, man. I appreciate it. He's he's, he, he's having a, he's having a, an amazing day. He's having an amazing day. He gets to skip school tomorrow? Nah, nah, he got to go back, man. You know, Connor, sure I mean, he went to the game yesterday. We missed school today. So, you know. We, we got to go back at some point. I try, my boy. <laughs> but happy birthday. <laughs> sure, I told him to I would try. <laughs> happy birthday, for sure. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, get to it. Um, we got a big week for Earn Leisure. We got Shonda Martin tomorrow. Big one. Credit. Credit is always one of these episodes that, that do well. Um, and we haven't done credit in about a year. So, um, yeah, we're talking about credit. We're talking about how to improve your credit. We're talking about best practices, how to build credit, all those things. So we thought that that would be a good year, a good way to start the new year um, mm -hmm. with an episode about credit because, like I said, credit is always mandatory in, in today's society. So we got that. And, um, yeah, I think that's the only announcement that we have. Davos, Switzerland, we'll be back out there next week. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're in Davos, give us a jingle. And uh, we can, you know, have coffee or something along the <laughs> So, and I, it's a fashion week in Paris too. So, might might swing out there. You never know. Perhaps. Um, but yeah, Europe. We'll be out there. We'll be in Europe. Anything is possible. Anything is possible for sure. You never know. <sighs> Illuminati meetings. That's a fact. We got some people coming with us too this year. Y'all got reptilians. Tell Cat Williams. Yeah. <laughs> we got we we was out there with uh with Joe. Shout out to Fat Joe last year. This year we got a, a another dope pioneer, a legend uh, that's gonna be out there with us. I won't give it anything away, but uh, stay tuned for something special. Davos is we about to turn it up again. Shout out to Dre. Yeah, shout out to Dre. The, Dre yeah. Lion, the Lion. Yeah, the legend himself. Yeah, cool and Dre for sure. For sure. Um. Ian, any announcements? Yes, if you want to get rich in 2024, uh, please join Stock Club. Uh, you get the year worth of stock picks, the best prices of where to get in and what to stay away from. And if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. I will save my pettiness for later. Troy, I see you, you euro step my pettiness at the top of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you would like to know what companies to invest in, if I called NVIDIA last year and y'all made a bunch of money, please put yes in chat. Let me get fire in chat. Let me get pandas in chat. I'm in a good mood. Um, <laughs> Uh, Stock Club call will be Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central, our first one of the year. And tune into the episode tomorrow. Um, 
I appreciate y'all had a blast in, in Ghana. So feeling better. Let's get to it. Let's make some money. Yeah. Shout out to my guy Ty. He here in the building. Ty, what Happy up? Birthday, Cam. Appreciate you. Yeah, that jersey's hard too, man. I'm looking at this jersey. That's tough. Thank you, man. That's part of this 24 collection. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let me know y'all size. I'll send something. Yeah. Jack shout is out. on the way too. So that, that joint's hard. Shout out to Chris Lat. Shout out to Chris Lat. Yeah, shout out oh, to Chris. Chris Lat, man. Chris, what hey, what's up? Yeah. Send, send me the cash up. I'll send it over. If you know, you know. Yeah, man. Without further ado, you know how this works, man. Let's do do your own research. 2024, the rules still apply. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Continue to do the research all 2024, y'all. We're going way up. We're going way, way, way up. Absolutely. That's a fact. Sure. So let's start this episode with Cameron, because um, I think it's fitting. So, um, and I actually have the, the shirt on as well. So Cam had a, um, a a thing that went pretty viral a couple of days ago where he said that- What can uh, say? He said that he, he, he doesn't really like the term African-American. He would prefer to be called a black American. And then he proceeded to say the reason why he feels like that is because mm-hmm. Africans don't really rock with black people in America too much and a variety of other things. And um, so I, I felt like that's a good topic to talk about because we just came back from Ghana. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that Cameron is one of the greatest rappers ever and um, somebody that, you know, is a cultural icon for sure and doing a tremendous job. We doing a sandwich? Compliment. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're doing good. Um, and, and I listened to the whole thing in, in, in totality. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that he was wrong in a variety of different things that he said, but. Um, there's a narrative out there that um, I think is extremely um, detrimental when it comes to um, the continent of Africa, as opposed to, you know, saying like, you know, well, Africans don't really rock with black people. Or Africans ain't really welcome to black people. And the variety, the majority of people that have said this um, have never been to Africa. So I just feel like it's it's um, it's not really beneficial because um <clears throat> Regardless how you feel about it, whether you think you came from Africa or you're a Native American or whatever, it, that's a different conversation. But there's a lot of opportunities in Africa, and um, people, you know, everybody that we met was very welcoming. Yes. Not only not only welcoming as far as hospitality, but also welcoming as far as entrepreneurship. Like saying, like you know, like you know, yeah, we we will welcome you to do business here. Like you know, it's, it's needed. Even Akon has said that before. As far as like, you know, Americans have certain. Um, business acumen and education and resources and different things that, you know, other parts of the world don't have. So this is why you see a lot of foreigners coming into the continent of Africa, whether it's the Chinese, China, whether it's, you know, people in the Middle East, whether it's, of course, Europeans, they've been there for forever. Um, So my thing is like, instead of people that's coming in for exploitation purposes, why, why would you not want to, you know, because black people don't even know how to exploit other people, even if we try to, like, you know, we just have genuinely good hearts. So if we come, we actually going to, you know, add some level of, of um, culture and help the situation as opposed to just taking the money and going back to China. So, um, yeah, I feel like that that was a very timely thing that he said and it started a conversation. But once again, I just feel like it's a very misguided conversation. And um, I, I would encourage Propaganda. people to just, 
see for yourself. Yeah, it's definitely propaganda for sure because there's so much opportunity and um, you're missing out on opportunity by being ignorant and by, you know, being closed minded. And only thing that's going to happen is that somebody else is going to take the opportunity. So um, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of business to be done in Africa and where we came from as far as Ghana specifically. And I'm hearing other parts of the continent as well. And like I said, everybody was extremely welcoming to us, not only on the hospitality side, but on the business side as well. So, um, I, you know, I, I just think that we just have to be careful of infighting, fighting with each other. And, you know, we, we don't really have any power in America and we fighting with people that have less power than us. So it's like, wh where are we really going? And we talk about the Cat Williams thing, but it's like, you know, we have a, a habit of erasing to the bottom, like, you know, fighting amongst each other and none of us really have power. So what are we really gaining from this situation? There's no benefit in black people fighting with Africans. <laughs> what benefit is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? No. like, there's no benefit at all. Nobody's going to win in that situation. So I don't know. I just felt like it was something to um, speak about. And like I said, kind of timely because we just came from there. So, you know, I, once again, I just encourage everybody to, to see things for themselves and not listen to what other people tell you or what other people on social media tell you or different things of that nature. It's like, at the end of the day, I think you can still be be proud of your heritage as an American, but why would you be closed-minded to different parts of the world, especially to a part of the world where people look like you? It makes no sense. And yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just thought it was is unfortunate, um, especially like you said, we would we had just come back, and um, one of the things before I saw that clip, I was thinking about when we had gone to uh, the Slave River, and they were talking about the return home, and in order to return home, one of the things you you know, that was taken from you, the most important thing that was taken from you was your name. Um, and so it's tough to come back to a place when you don't know your name because it was stripped. And when we, we sat there and we had a moment as a, as a family, I want to say that like as a family, there's like 30 of us there. And thinking about that, it weighed on me. And I'm thinking about all the people who didn't have this opportunity and, and, ha and will never have the opportunity to travel. That level of education, that level of experience it's tough to really conceptualize, right? And so when I heard Cam say it, I was like, damn, okay. I get what he's saying, but there's a part of education that maybe he's missed in that in that part and what he can do to help bridge that gap in education. Um, so it, it was a moment that I, I think that he may have missed um, just because of his personal experiences that he's had thus far. But that doesn't mean that that'll be his, his circumstances in the next five to 10 years, hopefully, you know, what we saw there was plenty of opportunity and plenty of hospitality and growth. And the more we see that and the more that that's the narrative, hopefully that mindset will change and um, and it'll have a different message. Um, so, again, it, it was just unfortunate to hear it, um, but it, it takes nothing away from who I think Kim is as a person, as an artist um, and as as a person in media right now. I think he's what he's done is incredible. Um, but hopefully, you know, with, with new narratives that hopefully we'll be able to paint and others around us will be able to paint, that mindset will change. Not for him, but, but more people as well. Um, interesting book everyone should read is Edward Bernays' Propaganda. Um, this is global redlining. Like, even for the experience that we had was absolutely amazing. Everyone on the continent was, like, super loving. Um, so, yeah, it was misguided at best. While Apple, Tesla... Microsoft, NVIDIA is mining the hell out of Africa and China is taking over. 
I think that's a misguided take at best. So, um, but shout to Killer. Shout to Killer. Yeah. They said you said the best what? You said one of the best lyricists, right? He said best rappers of all Rapper. time. Oh, yeah. I somebody, no, I'm not. I've seen a comment. Somebody said the best what? I'm not. He's one of the. I mean, he's a legend. He's a rap I, legend. Yeah, okay. We're not going to act like he's not a rap legend. I'm not arguing that. Somebody did say that. And, and yeah, I think he might have been referring to Africans that live in America. I don't know if Cameron has even ever been to Africa, but I'm just saying, still, just still in general, that message. It's just, it's, it's a it's a very broad brush that he's painting with. And he has a big platform, he has a big voice. Um, so you, I think you just got to be a little bit more careful when you say things. Like I said, from a pure take everything out of it. I know he loves money. So from a pure business standpoint, like why would you alienate yourself from 2 billion people? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Let's only speak on things that we know in 2024. Shout out to Cam. I want to smoke. Nah, like I said, <laughs> shout out to Cam. Mace. Stat baby. All right. <clears throat> so. Now that we got that out the way, um, what are the biggest, who are the biggest business losers in 2023? Before before we get into 2024 conversation, let's talk, yeah. let's, let's recap 2023. Hit the like button and share. Yeah, share with five friends. Um, I was going to do three, but I, I, let's go through five. Um, number one, Disney. Uh, number two, AMC. Number three, Dollar General. Number four. Chinese stocks and number five, Pfizer. I think Pfizer, man, um, a bunch of issues. They lost the patent on a bunch of drugs. They, when the healthcare space started to heat up and Eli Lilly caught fire, their stock has dropped almost 46% um, from those highs. So they have a lot of work to do management. I think management needs to change. And if they don't, uh, it's, it's been a pick in stock club and i told stock club maybe three months ago four months ago this was going to happen so we are entering like a load the boat scenario if you will but they need to get a better class of drugs and i think they mismanaged the business a lot disney we've talked about i think um they're going to stray away from that woke agenda in 2024 i saw two disney movies this year i was bored out of my mind with xander when i saw him <laughs> um and i think media as a whole is in trouble um i'm surprised dollar general didn't do a lot better in 2023 but when you have that gap widening between the have and have nots usually when the market is in a downturn or the economy gets tighter dollar general usually does pretty well but they didn't do well this time and i think as a basket of companies um chinese stocks are still getting hammered and then with all the geopolitical threats that we have and the um soft war that they're waging against us um they were the the fourth loser of 2023 so I'm still not in favor of Disney until management is better, until the movie line is better. AMC, I mean, I told y'all what was yeah. going to happen. Um, but Pfizer, they, they need to make some significant changes in 2024 to get back on my favorable list. I'm I'm with you on all of them, except Disney. Only because if we if we go by percentage, okay, they, they would right. If we go by percentage, technically they 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 don't qualify as one of the worst stocks. I think we can say that they had a bad year based on everything you said um, and forward guidance, right? When we were talking about the leadership and we spoke about this a few times about yep. who now takes over for Iga. But you're starting to see them climb out of it. If you start to look at some of the deals that have been made, the new ESPN deal that's going to happen, NBA, there's some deals that are happening that are making sense. I agree with you in, in terms of the, the movies, but they're scaling back on those, right? 
if we look at percentage, should, yeah. if we if we look at percentage, they were down four percent from in last year. When you have companies like Moderna, Pfizer, Plug, <laughs> that are dead. Yeah, for real. Right. So I, I'm with you on all those, and I, I we'll talk about the, uh, the stock that I think that performed the worst, and I thought would do better inside of that Chinese stocks, Alibaba. When you put all Chinese stocks, I had Alibaba in there as well. So yeah, I'm with you on all those. But disclaimer, I have shares in Disney. So obviously I'm a believer in it. So I felt a little personally attacked there, Ian. Thank you. Sorry. Well, if I'm on an attack mode, Mikey Peloton. Shout out to Peloton. The influencer play is working out, but. No, he won't listen to us. He won't listen to us. But yeah, yeah, Peloton would be in that category too. Even with the TikTok deal. And Tick, did you see that announcement today? TikTok, they're, they're trying to get $17 billion in, in ad money in 2024 which would be interesting so that TikTok deal might be the first things first of many things that they're going to be coming out with um on the on the platform uh, that's that's encouraging uh yeah. well at least i mean for disney i can say the level that they're at now is where they were at 2014 2016 almost there in 2020 mm-hmm. so it's not a bad place to start to look to buy i like that if it gets to 89 or 88 it wouldn't be bad, but I think uh, media as a whole, American media, the margins are too thin and it's too much content. Like mm-hmm. uh, media companies are starting to go through what rap went through. Like there's more people creating content than fans of it. So um, unless they make some incredible movies and then we haven't even talked about the parks, I think they need to try and find a way to restructure the debt. But since inflation is here, it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Um, but I think they need a better succession plan for the, like the next 10 years. I think, yeah, that's the, that's the key. And this is the first time in I think maybe 10, maybe eight years that they got passed um, as a studio for the highest grossing studio in in, uh, in Hollywood. I think Paramount might have passed it or, or yeah. Sony you know, with the, the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer coming out. It was the first time that Disney actually took second place, which is like we always talk about. If you're not growing, then what are you doing? Dying. <laughs> Or borrowing money. Borrowing money. Restructuring. No, restructuring. (laughs) You're not having none of my shit today. Positivity. Positivity. I'm going to stay locked in. Positivity. 2024. Thank you. For sure. Somebody said Jonathan Majors was the biggest loser. (laughs) He was on a... I'm not mad at it. That's the stock I was short. Man. Wow. R. Kelly interview. Good morning, America today. That was that was. I, that I was. pray none of us ever have to sit in that seat. Did y'all see the interview? Did you watch it? They asked him about the credit Scott Klein, uh, comment. What? He got to quit using that. Yeah, yeah. What he said? You you overusing that? Like he said he he's he needed a woman to support him. That's reminiscent of Coretta Scott, Michelle Obama, and obviously <clears throat> Black Twitter wasn't having. Can't it. be acting like I turned to putting it back in the truck though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she was, an, this she, was she was she was a, a, a different ethnic background, so people weren't really feeling that. But he was saying he wanted he aspired to be those men, the Martin Luther Kings, the Barack Obamas. That's where he was aspiring to be with his career, and he needed a woman of that stature to understand that to support him. Um, and then we saw what happened, and then he got found guilty. And shout out to Megan Good, who is now his uh his soulmate. So shout out to him. Megan holding it down though. But he did take an L in twenty three. Yeah, they, that they, bad they, when he rebounds. Yeah, he had like 17 army commercials. They stripped him right away. You're done. That's tough. And then, and then Disney kicked them out too. Speaking of Disney. Hold your head, Hold man. your head, bro. Hold your head. Hit the like button. Creed 4. And share. 
<laughs> man imagine being like being on top of the world and losing everything like and i know it's been a lot we talked about the cat situation just be more careful 20 i told y'all last year 2024 is going to be the year that a lot gets exposed be careful yeah. Be Let's careful. See. Don't put yourself in any situations that will cause you to lose everything. He worked his whole life to get here in one moment. But like Kat said, like if, if I give it to you, it can be taken away. Be mindful. Another reason why you artists and entertainers need to invest. It's another reason. I, I am begging you. Deploy some of that capital into at whether it's real estate, stocks. So in case anything like this happens and you fall from glory, you'll have at least a backup plan financially. So, yeah. hold your hat. Yep. Where's Umar Johnson when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> On Joe Button podcast, Umar, I've been texting you for like five months too. <laughs> you and yeah. Alex Jones, when y'all coming on? <laughs> Alex Jones, they going to go see the reptilians next week. Shout out to Ish, man. Yeah, eight foot alien in Miami. Hey, that was crazy. You I watched see the Nephilim in Miami. Man, stop. You got an eight foot. Alien walking the streets of Miami, and you got the Alaska Airlines door blowing off mid-flight. Boy, we off, to, we off to a start, man. I would have passed out. <laughs> we off to a start. I would have passed out, and now I you, had no seatbelt on too. Now you, Boy. you wish you was listening to the message before the flight. <laughs> I told y'all about Boy. Leave it alone. Mm-mm. Everybody stay calm. Everybody stay calm. Mm-mm. You thought that Ghana diet was bad, boy. <laughs> Everybody Ooh. made it safe. Everybody. Set a club up. That's most important. Short United. Boeing. Boeing took a hit off of that. I mean, all jokes aside, right? Like, that was could have been tragic. Everybody made it safe. Somebody, I think a phone was lost. I think that was the worst thing that happened. But we saw what happened. I mean, this happened over the weekend. So today, when the market opened, we saw Boeing down 8%. Because yeah. they, they were ordered to land all their 737 MAX jets, which is, I mean, that affects the company. Who knows when they'll get back off the ground? But these are the type of things, right? Like something that's, that's happening. Pun, by the way, go ahead. Yeah, something that just happens in the world. Now it affects the, the stock market, right? We're talking about Boeing, which two years ago had a similar issue, right? They lost two planes. They couldn't find them, couldn't recover them. These things happen continuously, it temp almost 10% in 20 minutes. So... I mean, unfortunate event. Hopefully, again, everybody was safe and, and we have no more incidents like this. Because I don't know, I, I would have passed out. It would have been, it would have been horrific. Yeah, it would have been over with for me. It would have been horrific. Yeah, I would have been screaming like DC Young Fly. I ain't even gonna lie to you. <laughs> My Dude, lord, that camera phone. They was too calm, too calm. Shout out to Apple for getting allowed that the phone survived sixteen thousand feet fall. Six, yo, that was. How about y'all make a better phone? And the screen didn't crack. Come on, come on, sixteen thousand feet. Propaganda, Edward Bernays. Shout out to the PR team. Yeah, for sure. Bowen, I would not touch though until the, 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 let's give some value. Um, probably like $125 if I ever got back down there. Would it you ever recover from that drop in 2019? Would you ever touch it though? I know you had that theory where you don't you, you don't no. invest anything with, with never. motors. Right. Never right. ever. Motors and engines are out of the question. Can't do it. Yeah, it would have been a massacre if it was a. Oh yeah, it'd been a fifty percent fall. No, if, it was, if it was a um, if that plane was like going to like New Orleans or Ghana, if it was like black people on the plane, it would have been a massacre. Yeah, it would have been a lot different. At least thirty people would have died. 
just from well because everybody would have got up and ran to the back <laughs> i don't i'm i'm surprised that nobody got up like it's flag surfing in the back I yeah think i definitely would have stayed put i swear to god like what black person do you know a plane door flies off and you're just going to sit still no you're taking your seatbelt off and you're going to try to run to the back it's gonna happen. Somebody's All gonna the mask on first. That was one right out the window. I, like, I want to see stars on the roof of my car, not in the plane. That's no, that was the vibe I'm going for. That's a different kind of experience, yo. <laughs> yo, swag surfing Jesus. is wild. <laughs> nah, we would. Yeah, they, them oxygen masks. We wouldn't know trying to help people. It would have been bad. It would have been bad. <laughs> like, what do I do? Yeah, that's that exit row seating, man. Yo, be careful, be careful. I'm glad everyone made it, but a lot of the companies listen, get the maintenance thing in order, build better quality. Yeah, yeah, but they took it, it obviously affects the company. We were just talking about them coming back, uh, early December when you know we, we talked about Saudi Arabia ordering, ordering 89 of their jets. Um, and then you get news like this, man. It's it's, stay it's tough, so yeah, stay away. Yeah, some sectors traditionally have always had troubles. Airlines have always been chaotic. Margins are tough. Um, if you buy them like at all time lows, you have a shot. But there's other companies you can buy that, that you can get better return off of easily. Um, automotive and airlines, I've always hated. Um, even if you go to like Drucker, Druck and Miller, um, Buffett, they traditionally have not liked them either. So it's not just my personal opinion. Um, I would stay away. For sure. So we're gonna talk about Bitcoin, but we gotta get to four thousand first. So four thousand, and we're gonna talk about Bitcoin. Hit the like button and share. Um, what businesses are you most concerned about in twenty twenty four? Listen, I'm gonna be a when they put that report that Elon doing party powder in the Wall Street Journal, little nose candy. I'm worried about Tesla. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I know Kathy picked up a bunch of shares. I I still think Starlink probably is the most important. IPO in this new environment, but it has to be tough for him to have five or six major projects that he's working on. However many kids he has, personal life, it seems like he's becoming a little bit um, unhinged. I was reading a report earlier. If you ever use Tesla, the price value of Tesla has gone down 18 straight months. So if I bought a Tesla 18 months ago, I'm underwater now. Um, I don't know if y'all seen the Netflix movie, but the cars crashing into each other isn't the best sign either. Um, I think he needs to dissolve some of the companies and, and just focus on Tesla and Starlink. I think he has too much on his plate. But when I was talking to Ty earlier, but anytime they began to put out public information they knew before, very quickly now here comes the smear campaign we saw the same thing happen with steve jobs we saw the attempt with uh zuckerberg and facebook but zuckerberg was smart enough to have enough class shares where he's never going to let that position go um i think a lot of truth is going to get revealed around him so they can try and take over his company um i've never heard allegations of a darling company and a darling ceo come out so quickly now of course he refuted them but i don't think um this information came from an outside source. I think it came from an inside source who may be trying to set up some kind of proxy fight or coup to be able to take over Tesla. But they have mismanaged the company a little bit the last year and a half. 
sales are not as strong as they should be. The value of the cars are not being kept up. Um, I'm most concerned about Tesla in 2024. It is still a pick of mine. I still have it in my portfolio. It's still a pick of Stock Club, but I need him to get his shit together. He uh, <laughs> he said, whatever I'm taking, it's obviously working. <laughs> That's a crazy comeback. And then he, he sounded like Rick James. <laughs> yeah, man, that nose like, candy. What? He, but he also said he, he he's he's never tested positive for any drugs. Uh, and if drugs improved his productivity, he would definitely take them. Well, I mean, that's his quote. If drugs was a deciding factor, if you could run a company and not half the companies wouldn't have leadership. A lot of booger sugar. And that's true. Maybe yep. America wouldn't have leadership. Perhaps. <laughs> Who knows? But that's I mean, I, I don't. You know, I, I think, look, Elon Musk is one of the most erratic people in the history of the world. Um, But and he's done a lot of things I don't agree with. But I feel like it's definitely a smear campaign. It's done. It's done strategically. Um, He pissed a lot of people off. So, you know, he has a lot of. Enemies. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Bob Iger getting his lick back right now. Pause. Yeah. As soon as this came out, I said, oh, Bob paid somebody <laughs> on the inside to get the information out. Yeah. Wall Street Journal. Who are they owned by? Tell the people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I want to go back to the original question, though, because th- we had this conversation in Ghana. And concerned is is maybe not the word, but I'm, I'm a little worried about. Not too worried, but a little bit. And it's Apple. I know this is going to surprise a lot of people. Let's talk. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because we, we talk about the, the growth of Apple and we talk about the the dominance that the iPhone has on the revenue model for the company. We've seen the revenue go down for the iPhone over the past four or five quarters. It's looking like that'll be six quarters. They have, obviously, they just announced that the Vision Pro is going to go into pre-order on the 19th of this month. And people, that ain't it. And people can start receiving them on February, February 2nd. I don't know if this is a revenue generator and if it's a miss this i don't know what 2024 looks like for apple that doesn't mean that i don't love it long term i do i love it long term 1000 percent. i'm just talking about in 2024 my concern meter is it it went off a little bit only because i if if the vision pro isn't what people anticipate it to be which again i think you and i are in agreement that we don't think this is going to be the revenue generator what what will be the innovation in 2024 that sparks revenue right and changes that trajectory from having five negative quarters to six to seven because if we do 10 now you're talking about a negative year in sales for the iphone i don't think the iphone 17 is going to change anything Mm -hmm. um so i am a little a little little concerned about apple in 2024 for the first time in the history i am too um, I've been screaming forever, and when it's get clipped up, I don't, don't say none of my comments. But to the team at Apple, I need you guys to innovate. You can only operate better for so long. You do need innovation. Uh, Samsung's been kicking your ass in the phone department for at least nine years. iPad, man, at best. Vision Pro, most people can't aff- afford a $3,500 headset to watch uh, you porn, and they can watch on a laptop for free. Make it make like we need common sense governance at some point um maybe we've hit a curve a bell curve issue where you can't innovate more but um they need better products or they need to push more aggressively into healthcare i think they should if they're going to keep making a camera better price is pretty high on it but i think at some point they should probably buy dji 
and they need to run an aggressive smear campaign on Disney so Disney can get down to a price point where they can buy all of Disney. Or but as far as the innovation on the phones, it's yeah. over with. So it's over with is and this is this is when I started thinking about this. Is this the year of acquisition? Right. So you said yeah. Disney, but I, I started thinking about who's their competitor, right? I know Microsoft, they 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 do business together, but they, the reports are there and every sign is pointing to it. Microsoft will pass it in market cap at some point with over the next 12 to 16 months. It'll pass it, right? Yeah. Based on solely on AI. But Microsoft acquired Activision to dominate gaming. Mm -hmm. What if Apple decided to acquire something maybe like an EA or something of that sort where now we have a competitor in this space, we weren't dominating there, now we have a player in there in terms of that space, but also in other forms of acquisition in the media uh, standpoint, some maybe the, you know the new NFL deal or new NBA con somewhere in acquisitions because they have the capital to do it. Is that the new innovation? They have to um, because if they don't get Disney, it looks like Amazon is going to be the new cable TV over the next five or ten years. Um, so they have a big competitor there in terms of media. They also have a competitor, Amazon, in the healthcare space. They need a great acquisition in the healthcare space but i'm surprised with all the fanfare around crypto whatever bitcoin project or excuse me wallet project they were working on i'm surprised that has not been released that's been a, a mistake to not attack because if they had a formidable opponent in that space they would be able to bring people into the crypto space who normally would not travel there um because of like the legitimacy of the brand but i know it's tough running a multi-trillion dollar company that's way above my my pay grade, but there has not been innovation on the phone in at least it's 2024, probably 10, 11 years. So your whole thing is is two tech companies, right? And Apple yep. and Microsoft and then two indexes. So yep. are you are you changing Apple out of your two tech? Absolutely not. <laughs> this is like when uh Tim Duncan came to the Spurs with David Robinson. Apple is David Robinson. Now they may have to take the back seat for a year and a half until they get it in order. Microsoft is going to be dominant. I'm not saying that I don't love the stock, but my thing is I always plan for disaster before it gets on my doorstep. So if they're not innovating, sales are sliding. Um, their sales are declining in China. So they their market share shrank 2.5% to 15.1 billion. Yeah, it's still a lot of money, but my thing is if it gets down to 10 billion and they're not able to operate there and if they don't pivot how NVIDIA did to be able to do a deal with China, India won't offset the sales fast enough. And people, I don't know one person in the last five years who says, I want a new iPhone. At this point, I only get it for the camera, for content. If it wasn't for that, I would probably have, well, what's the Galaxy to flip out? That's the size of an iPad. Like Samsung has just been killing. Like um, sales have been down in the summer, declining revenue. So I, they have some things that they need to fix, but no, it's still, I'm not changing my formulation. And it's not out of ego. Um, even with all that said, Apple has still, as a trillion dollar company, is still producing 20% plus revenue, 20% mm -hmm. plus gain year over year. I'm not leaving from it, but I think Microsoft will take the number one spot in the next year and a half. All right. This is great. They have no, like, even on the, the Mac rumor and Apple rumor report sites, they don't even have it's a product <laughs> that could be great. Like, the Vision Pro isn't it. Are you going to get it? All right. Apple, if you invite me to campus, I'll, I'll get one. If we can do an interview there. But other than that, 
I have no plan. Uh, I'll, I'll test it out for us. I'll have it right here on the episode. Okay, uh, I'll support you in that. <laughs> so, okay. All right. So, uh, literacy is extremely important. Um, Cat Williams actually said he read 3,000 books a year when he was 10 years old. You believe that? When I heard him say that, it made me feel like how people feel when I say read 50 pages a day. What kind of books is he reading? <laughs> 3,000 at 10? I don't want no smoke, but come on, bro. He also said that um, a well-known comedian could not read. So he, he's on both sides of the literacy conversation. But um, that was a fact. What he said about education is a fact. Right? The, the most important job in the world is, is a teacher, but they're the least paid. So how do we expect the population to get smarter? He was on point with that. Some of the things he said were He was on point accurate. with a lot. And yeah. some of the things was, okay, I'm glad he has a perspective. Well, it is important to read. Um, uh, yeah. So. I'd step my game up. With that being said, what are some books that people need to be reading in 2024? Oh, man. Segway King. Um, there, there's a couple that I have um, that I have on my list for 2024. Hold on. Let me find because I wrote this list today. Um, da, 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 da. where are we at? Uh, the fun by Ray Dalio. Um, the unraveling of a Wall Street legend. Number two, why simple wins. Number three, Black Edge about SAC Capital. So Steve Cohen is one of the greatest traders of all time, but at one point in his career, he may have like used some nefarious tactics to be able to get an edge in the market. Um, so it shows you if you watch Billions, you've seen the influence that that show has had based off of Steve Cohen. Um, and we'll talk about greed cycles and stuff like that later, but I think it shows when you try to push for an edge at all costs, there is a detriment or, or pushback. And to prevent a lot of you from getting caught up in scams and scam culture in 2024, read The Wizard of Lies about Bernie Madoff. I think if you study the greatest Ponzi of all time, you'll be able to figure out who is legit, who is not, and um, how to stop yourself from being caught up in a scam. Like if you ever go by the building that he operated out of, like you, a Payless shoe store wouldn't operate out of that office. Like at one point in time, Bernie said he was placing more trades that was available on the exchange for options. Um, so those are the four books. The Fund, about Ray Dalio, Why Simple Wins, Black Edge, about SEC Capital, and The Wizard of Lies, about Bernard L. Madoff. The, the, his office is actually a pretty nice office. I, so I actually used to work down the street from his office, but his accountant's office. Shit show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Ozzy. He said, "Who moved my cheese?" I always tell people that that's the the book that they should start, just from a mindset standpoint. It's it's an amazing book, eighty seven pages, but you can really understand who you are in in this world as far as as mindset and as far as drive, just from an eighty seven page book. Um, I, I'm gonna add one in because I'm I'm about to finish it. It's Chaos Kings: How Wall Street Traders Make Billions in a New Age of Crisis by Scott yeah, uh, Scott Pyerson, and it's really about during crisis, during economic downturn, how the rich get richer, how they mm -hmm. wait for these moments and they prepare for these moments and they engage in these moments with intention um, and they thrive. And so anytime that, that you hear recession or you hear pullback, there's a group of people that are just waiting for those words and how we can, as retail investors, 
benefit from some of the, from that information. So it's a great book for anybody that is looking to say, all right, well, they're saying there's a recession in 2025 coming. Here's how I prepare for it. Here's how I take advantage of it. Yeah. That's one of the most slept on books, I think, or newer books on investing and trading for sure. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. There's your reading list, ladies and gentlemen. Good luck. <laughs> 50 pages a day. <laughs> Three thousand. We stepping it up. 3,000 pages a day. It's be ridiculous. If that's what's going viral, hey, 3,000 pages a day. Keep the brokenness away. Do it. Do it. Sure. Um, hit the like button and share. We will be talking about Bitcoin soon. Soon. Well, first, um, do you think the stock market will go up at least 20% this year? Um, probability is low. Uh, 34% of the time, the market goes up 20% or more. So 2021, 2019, 2017, 2013, 2009, it's went up. 1999, it went up. Um, we'll have a good year. We'll end up positive. I think the S&P 500 should do 13 to 16%. So it'll be under that. I think, of course, NASDAQ, Bitcoin, semiconductors will definitely uh, pace above 20%. But um, the more important lesson is like whenever the market does go up for the year, we normally cluster two to three years back to back. So we had a positive year this year. Biden wants to get reelected. He's going to make sure that the market doesn't fall on his term. Now, the year after, that's a different scenario. But I think we'll end up probably 13 to 16% on S&P. I think the da- excuse me, the, the Qs will do maybe 25 to 28%. So I don't know if we'll go up 20%, but we'll be a little bit up under it um, for sure by end of year. So you said you said QQQ will do 28%, you said? Yeah, probably 28%. For this year? Yeah. That's your prediction? Yes, sir. And if I'm wrong, somebody can clip it up and use it. <laughs> All right. If I made you money, please put yes in chat. That, that's a good sign for the NASDAQ. Yeah. Well, that is an NASDAQ. QQQ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, Ian Ian's on record. <laughs> Better trip to Maui oh, on it. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> is not easy, though. If you see us in Maui, you know why. Yeah. Okay. All right. The For the ball. record, everybody shouldn't be talking about investing unless, uh, well, teaching investing unless they are experts and financially free from investing. For the record. Great record. It's a great record. Off the record. Rashad, we can we can resume. You just not gonna <laughs> you're just not gonna stop. You're not gonna stop. I'm not gonna hey, stop. People okay. had a lot to say until it's time to say what it needs to be said. And we pray for them. Pray yes. Yeah. We pray for them. All right. Well, staying up, staying up, uh, along the lines of <laughs> stock market. <laughs> What, Rashad, what, these what, one of them times that get on your nerves, ain't it? We talked about it nah. in Ghana. So good. Can I get a number over under? Ty, how many times do you think I got on Rashad nerves uh, the last three years? About 700, 600, 400. <laughs> he like, bro, I'm asking you to stop. I'm done. What um, <laughs> what 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 sector do you think is uh, overhyped in 2023, and um, will correct in 2024? Um, honestly, I think the AI space is overhyped ding, ding, ding. Uh, in a large language model. Um, from the startup perspective that got funding from either angels or VC, I think we've seen the best of breed so far. 
Um, of course, OpenAI dominant, Anthropic dominant, but I'm seeing every company saying that they are some kind of AI iteration to get funded. And I think we've seen the best of breed perform and get funded. Some, of course, will, will get acquired. But I think if a company is connecting itself or a publicly traded company is connecting itself to a large language model to boost earnings or revenue, I don't think that's going to work in 2024. Um, there needs to be a new innovation. I'm surprised Apple hasn't uh, dove more into the large language models for Siri or hasn't acquired something in a space, but I don't think it will have the same impact that it will in 2024 as it did in 2023. NVIDIA, of course, is going to do great. AMD will, of course, do great. Um, they did great to, today as well. But if a company, let's say a healthcare company, is tying themselves to AI or LLMs for 2024, I think that um, boat has left the dock. Yeah, I'm with you. That's why I said ding. Uh, I think that spot on. Um, and I feel like it's been priced in, right? If if, if AI is, is part of the business model um, or it wasn't in 2023, it, it's been priced in until 2024. And so it's going to be those leaders that are going to continue to lead. We saw NVIDIA hit a, uh, an all-time high today. They announced yes. three, three new graphic cards. I mean, AMD was on fire today. Um, They're trying to fight back. Yeah, they're there, right? They're, they're fine. Like, hey, we ha we have a competitor that's going to be more affordable for your company. Great strategy. Um, so those leaders are going to continue to lead. Uh, but the the other companies that are trying to play catch up, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, yeah. And, and you know, when when people see a space like AI inside of the, the the tech sector, it's like this is our new way to make money. Um, and a lot of times people get caught in that, and that's what happens when we hear the word bubble. Everybody tries to crowd in because there's money to be made. Not a lot of great products are made inside of that, but few will survive. And, and yeah. right now, we I, I think we know who the, the leaders at the forefront are, are going to be. Um, so they'll continue to thrive. But I think I think you're spot on with, with AI being that that sector. Back to being on the same page. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, gather Preach my it. thoughts, serenity, and zen. Yeah, that's, that's teamwork right there. All yeah. right. Um. So yeah, the moment the moment that everybody's been waiting for. So Bitcoin. Um. Is on fire right now, crossed over 47,000 today. Um, mm -hmm. so you know, everybody's back on the Bitcoin train, back on the crypto train. Uh, talks to the ETF getting approved within the next week or so. So, Bitcoin, crypto, yes, will, will Bitcoin hit 100,000 this year? And what is the future for cryptocurrency in 2024? Uh, Bitcoin community, I want no smoke, crypto community, love y'all dearly. Um, I have nothing bad to say. Um, will it hit a hundred grand? I don't believe so, but I think it can have a case to push towards like 65,000 easily. The ETF case, I don't know if the ETFs will get approved by next week, but if they do, um, it'll be a strong push to the upside. So we are currently at like almost 47,000. Um, so when I said to buy in at 29,000, 20,000 for the record, it was a good time to buy. Um, if I made you money, please put yes in chat. Continue to hold. Um, but performance-wise, Bitcoin has beat everything on the stock market. Hold. I talked about this in Ghana. Hold everything for a seven to eight-year period. You'll be good. Um, it can, if it can get through 61,000, and we want to, please write this down. You want a gradual increase. We don't want a 15% jump or a 12% jump. Like Just a steady gain at 3 to 8%. It's great because then you don't want a whole bunch of short sellers coming in or people taking profit, or people getting too afraid. So if it's a smooth push to the upside, 
Um, I think we can get into like the the high sixties and be okay. Uh, twenty twenty five, we should clear a hundred grand um, on Bitcoin though. So. You, do you think the the appreciation as we've seen is attributed to the pending uh, ETF approval? Wednesday it could happen, um, or is this another one of these? And we've seen this in in the, the crypto space, especially with Bitcoin, where We've seen a price go up on speculation of news and then that news doesn't happen. And then this process gets delayed for another six months. And, you know, some of the whales start taking a little bit of the profit. I think it's different because for sure. BlackRock is probably going to be like the preeminent player in the ETF space with the uh, Bitcoin ETF. So it's going to come. This is a sure thing. Like it wasn't like before when people were speculating if it was going to have value or when JP Morgan was lying about buying it or saying it was of no value than they were buying it in europe this is going to happen so we're just waiting for the announcement um so if it's a sell-off it'll be small but i think anyone who's already in it you should continue to hold um the next five or six years should be absolutely incredible and the second most important thing people want bigger returns um mm -hmm. as much as flack i may have gave, given kathy when i was talking about her strategy and how they attacked it one thing that she did make clear to the larger public as people don't want seven to 12 percent returns if you can get me 16 to 30 percent great and depending on what you can get into bitcoin you can get that in a week or a month um so i think you should definitely hold on to this and if you look from that run from 2020 when there's that five grand and some change if you've held from then to be up almost 10x is amazing so continue to hold for the long term um but this is a sure bet for sure and i definitely want I wonder how much pressure this is going to put in the reallocation of the S&P 500 to perform even better if this ETF gets approved. Because if I have to pick between, let's say I have 15 grand to put into an ETF, would I rather put it in a SPY or a Bitcoin ETF? The outflows of S&P could be higher than we expect and go mm -hmm. into the, the Bitcoin ETF because we want to hire multiple. And we'll finally have some safety in terms of like certain pockets where institutions will buy to keep support levels pretty high um so i'm interested to see how that war plays out over the next two or three years so blackrock spider they could all potentially have their own bitcoin etfs but it's the 80 20 rule like 80 percent of money is going to flow into 20 then you have the 95 5 rule blackrock jp morgan state street the big players are going to be the ones who end up with the majority of money under management um with this etf so Okay. Yep. Hold on for dear life. Yeah. Investing is easy, man. If you hold for the long term and stop the number one rule, please write this down to 2024. Stop deviating for the next decade. Yeah. I wonder what, it, what, what people are even now with, with all the confusion in 2023 with uh cryptocurrency platforms. Is it Coinbase is still the safest, right? Are people still using Binance or you know there's all these these other the, these sources i wonder what now especially what, what we're seeing with bitcoins going as people are trying to get reallocated with that space is the influx i'd have to look into it is the influx going to coinbase or is it going to another platform be interesting to see that, that's a good that's a good one yeah apple if you need an idea of something to infiltrate yeah somebody's got to make the money absolutely hmm. all right um but for everyone in the comments do you think bitcoin will go to a hundred thousand this year or will it be 2025 what was the best breakthrough product in 2023 
Oh, uh, Rashad, I think we hands down agree. Uh, Chat GPT, hands down. My favorite product when I start using it yet last year, I've told a story like I've, it helped me replace 11 people. Um, and it's also made me get better at content creation, how I thought about trading, back testing certain things. Um, hands down, I think that was the most efficient product that I've seen created in the last 15 years um, and has to be the best product breakthrough of 2023 because it, it started the wave of innovation mm -hmm. for mass efficiency um it's probably the app that i end up using the most so um that was my best product of 2023 yeah definitely for sure all right let's uh change it up a little bit so um let's talk about the top 15 asset classes returns since 2011. that's the the Image didn't come out good, so let's skip that one until next week. Okay. Did uh how about um any of the images? Yeah, nope. we, you wanna well, you have one that works? Troy. We can go uh we can go over some tickets if you want, but yeah, let's do that. You wanna go over some tickets? Let's yep. let's let's go take it back to the old school. All right, let's do it. Let's get some pens and papers out. Let's do that. I want to be messy so bad, but you won't let me. Go ahead. <laughs> all right where are we starting at Ian? so we're gonna go over how many 15 can we get 15 in there if you want to let's do it let's go for it all right first ticket uh and you're gonna give us your thoughts on it i n t c um intel i like at 38 bucks if you want to swing trade it they have a bunch of comp competition but if you look at the if you go to the max chart let's go max chart real quick um, that high of 7488 was back in the day. So whenever we have a stock that has a precipitous decline like that, I'm really not favorable upon it unless it hits an all-time low to want to leg in. Also, when I'm looking at a space, can we put in chat in terms of the chip space, what does Intel rank? So ideally, I want to go with the top two. Um, but if they got back down to that low of maybe like, I don't know, 30 bucks or 29 bucks. I may want to take a position in. I still don't like a long term. I know some of the innovations that they're working on, but I think AMD, NVIDIA, Taiwan Semiconductor, our ASML are much better. So for me, they're fifth at best. Um, but when you see, so when I'm looking at a chart, the number one thing I do is as I go back since inception and I want to see a gradual hockey stick increase in the stock price. When I have a, a price that falls apart like that, it's usually not a, a good sign. I know they had a good um, good day today, but long term, I don't love it. But those are the prices I would buy it if I had to uh, put it in my portfolio. All right, so we got Intel. Uh, let's go to the next one. We got Visa. Let's check out Visa. Interestingly enough, when we were in... Oh, but let, so, so for people that's just watching Market Monday for the first time, so what we're watching with this chart right here in... Well, can you go back to that? I got you. Yeah. So this is this is you never want to traditionally invest in companies like this, right? Because this it went up and then it came so back stable. down, right? So yep. it's, it's its best days are in the past. Now could it potentially go back up again? Yeah, but it doesn't show upward trajectory um, from a pure like you know elementary standpoint. You're looking at a chart where the next chart, if you look, go to the next chart. Let's pull up Visa. Got you. Ticker V. Yeah, I'm gonna go max out on it so that people can really clearly see it. So this is yeah. more this is more what you would like to see, right? In where it starts. Absolutely. It starts um 
low and then over the course of time it continuously goes up right yeah i always say you want uh the long-term chart for any stock to look like what you want your bank account to be like i don't like if my account goes up and down up and down i want to see a gradual incline and I, then you want to buy it on a pullback so a visa pulls back 10 percent. also like the debt that we have is higher than ever so if you want to be able i know you guys have an episode on credit tomorrow check that out um but if you want to be able to take advantage of how much debt that the average american has visa is one way to do so for sure and safely that i like them and american express but if i had to just pick one i would probably lean on visa and that's not because we ran into the ceo at <laughs> yeah and ran into the ceo but you, we also ran into their sponsorship all, all over uh accra and so we talk about Absolutely. Global, we talk about global brands this is definitely one um and you can see that they're the leaders in the space you have them you have mastercard you have american express but you can see since the inception just the growth of the company and for those who are new to looking at a chart there are lines that i know it looks like it could be confusing but these are just moving averages um so we have the 50-day yeah. moving average 72-day and i know that's one of the, that you like to use 100 days 200 day and then these orange lines are bollinger bands they kind of give a deviation of the highs and the lows uh of that moving average in itself and then at the bottom down here we see this purple line uh this is your rsi ian i know you don't like rsi but I'm some people we just we just we just put it there so people can see it uh and yeah. that tells if a if a stock or an equity has been sold uh oversold or undersold and so when you see the line at 20 usually indicates uh oversold and when you see above 80 uh i mean undersold and when you see it above 80 it's oversold my favorite thing is when, when i get a chance to is like to do in-person market research so we was in dc <clears throat> i asked him like hey how do you think the economy is going to be and he said oh, i don't know but when you looked at his temperament did he look happy or did he look worried he was probably the most joyous person yeah, we, I, we saw in that I hallway didn't, i didn't feel worry in his in his voice at all <laughs> at all so i've been a fan of visa for a long time um as a stock i would say they are probably going to have a good 2024 and 2025 for sure so shout out to him let's let's go to one of these other giants in the consumer staples johnson and johnson took a j and j johnson and johnson um they performed incredibly well um i don't like the stock for of course the number of reasons that most of us in the community will not but the stock has performed well i still like eli Lilly a lot more um but you cannot deny the power of their stock if it if i swing trade it if i get around 147 i wouldn't be mad um long term i would not touch it but if you look at the growth of the company decade over decade year over year they have done incredibly well they are in a space that really matters that is almost recession proof um so yeah j and j is a company i like it i can get it at 136 i would love it if i had to buy it um i know it probably won't fall that far so you may have to grab it in like the 140s and hold it for a long-term period. But back in 2001, it was at 51 bucks. Um, it's at 161 now. So uh, the stock has done incredibly well. And it does have that growth that I like to see when I'm looking at the all-time or its since inception chart. Is that just stalwarts on the market? J&J &J is one of them. We just spoke about Visa. And I mentioned that the three that dominate that space are Visa, MasterCard, and American Express. So let's pull up American Express ticket A xp let's look at the chart incredible um 
you guys should go uh, look at the the origins of American Express, how it was founded, why it was founded. I think that story is really interesting. Great client base. Um, they may slide down if we do have an actual recession and they announced that, but that's always a really great time to buy American Express in 2000 when they dipped. Great buying time. 2008 was a great buying time. And then 2020 was a great buying time. But uh, for the most part, like I said, with the debt that we have, I think we're at 17.3 trillion um, in credit card debt. Um, American Express is great. And if I compare Visa and American Express as um, uh, like a soft index, if you will, like a credit card index play, that's a good one. To, those are two great ones to invest in. Yeah. And then we, we spoke about it in 2021 about the expansion into the number two economy in the world in China. And we've seen nothing but great returns on that. So they were trading around 97 at that time. And you can see um, that they climbed all the way up to nearly $200 a share. So great growth in American Express, another global company like Visa in, in the, the payment yep. processing center. Uh, so but American Express not really global, though. Most places in the world don't, expect, don't accept American Express. MasterCard and Visa is accepted everywhere. But that doesn't mean it's not global. It's a global company, but it, it's not. It's not as it, widely accepted. Not even close. Yeah, but it's global. Yeah, it's a global. But it has a higher end customer, so it offsets like. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the, the other part that Mastercard may have. Yeah, and that was the very intentional on their part about going into China because they looked at the the economy and they looked at obviously the amount of wealth, the amount of billionaires inside of that that country, um, yep. and the expenditures, and so they high price items. Um, sell well there. And so this is a market that they look to go into and, and it's, it's been a good expenditure for them over the past two years. Um, let's go to uh, another one, Ian. We're going to go to to a different sector. Uh, we're going to go to Exxon Mobil. All right, so ticket XOM, XOM. Um, great year last year. Um, the stock, of course, took a dip in 2020, had a great rise, but I'm not the biggest fan of... Uh, petrol companies or or gas companies for the most part if if i had to pick one it would be it but um i don't think they'll have as great of a year as they did last year but if i had to pick one in that space it would definitely be exxon mobile um i think you can get better returns elsewhere um if it if it dives deep again like it did in 2020 or 2019 it'd be a good time to buy but overall um great company but if you're looking at sustainability environmental considerations um i wouldn't invest in exxon mobile but the chart does look amazing long term does look like a good chart uh yeah. let's, let's move into the healthcare sector i know we talk about eli Lilly a lot uh we've, we've talked about pfizer earlier and moderna let's talk about amgen ticker a m g n um amgen is another one that is i i think outside of tech Healthcare is the most important space in America, for sure, in the stock market. Um, this is reflective of that. If you look at that growth since 2009, 2008, at the time it was around 51 bucks. It's currently at 310. Um, not many people that invest in Amgen have many deep concerns. It doesn't draw down a whole lot. I think the max drawdown on it is like 21%. But if you look at the time when it's grown from even if I go to 2020, it was at 237. Set 310 now, very stable. Definitely, if you're doing like options, trading has risk, please consult your advisor or your swing trader. Um, you can you can get a great bank for your buck. The healthcare space is definitely the second most important. And if tech wasn't here, it would be number one. 
Um, so Amgen is a strong company, especially if you pair with like the Eli Lilly. All sure. right, we're going we're going to my favorite sector now. Uh, kind of a sleeper inside of that. We always talk about NVIDIA. We talk about AMD. We spoke about ASML. Let's talk mm -hmm. about uh, Applied Materials, ticker A-M-A-T. Yep. Um, like it a lot. Man, look at that that growth from 2016 when it was, or 2019 when it was at 38 bucks. It's at 151 now. Um, and if I can share one secret, because a lot of people ask me about charting. If you just go look since the, the beginning of the business, if you hit the all or max available data, that alone would tell you. Um, because if they have more capital, bigger market cap, in times like this, they may expand through acquisition. Um, the biggest companies on earth are going to continue to get bigger. Um, and I want you guys in 2024 going into this fourth season of the show to focus on the things that are going to make you rich and not gamble. So uh, applied materials, I like a lot. If it ever falls back to like 117, that would be a good place to get in for a swing trade. If you're trading it or to get a position in your portfolio for long term, but they are a sleeper that not many people talk about. Um, and I like this one a lot. Uh, I'm going to give you two more. I'm going to give you two more. Uh, let's go to uh, ticker BSX, Boston Scientific Corporation, BSX. Another sleeper. Um, and this is the power of like long-term holding. I know it's not the sexiest thing like reading 3,000 books uh, a day uh, like Cat Williams would do. But in 2012, it was at $5.54. It's currently at 58. The biggest criticism I probably get is that all the stocks that I talk about are blue chip. There are over $100, $150. This one is still in the 50s. Um, but if you look a couple years ago, it had dipped down to about like 30 something, $32. So if you need an inexpensive one that does pretty well, um, Boston Scientific is a pretty good company to put on your watch list. All right, we're going to do our last one. We're going to banking. Uh, let's do Capital One. Capital One, COF. Surprisingly, um, financials did, recovered pretty well, despite the, the regional bank stuff. Um I'll probably invest in JP Morgan first over them. If I had to look at some of the exposure that Capital One has, I would definitely lean on Visa and American Express first. But they've done pretty well. Um in 2020, they were at 68 bucks. They're currently at 133. Um, of course, they fell apart in 2007 when the rest of the market did, but overall, Capital One has did has done pretty well. Um, I will put them on your watch list. If they ever got down to 86 bucks or $92.33. I would want to buy in then and hold for like a four or five year period. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And it's it, the it's about to be uh earnings reports soon for, for the financials. I think in the next week or two, we're gonna start seeing some of the earnings. Uh so we'll 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 see how the fourth quarter fare for some of these 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 uh financial firms. Definitely. For sure. For sure. Very useful information. Um on the chart side. Uh, Ian, I wanted to talk to you about something you went viral. Shout out to Spirit the Word. Oh my God. Um, Shout out to the good folks over there. Well, you said um, 100 to 200,000 is no real money. You would, yeah. you, you won't feel secure until you have 600,000 to a million tucked away. Um, what do you, what, do you, what does this mean? And um, why do you think that that was so triggering? for a lot of people and um can you explain what you what you meant by that i'm not trying to be a villain no more in 2024 mike put put us back in the screen i need some good <laughs> favors we want to go to davos <laughs> we're a team 
Okay. <laughs> um, my job is to tell the truth no matter what. So, like, I know some people got bothered by it, and every time I post this, people get upset. Um, but the truth is, like, if you're taking care of people, like, and if we just look at elderly care, if you ever had a family member that had assisted living that was an elder, for those of you who don't know, it ranges from six thousand a month to twenty thousand a month, right? If you have a kid that goes to college, those expenses are there. And especially, I feel like as soon as we began to invest in real estate, crypto, stock market, we began to have these conversations at scale. All of a sudden, inflation ramped up to a level that we could not keep up with. So my job as a truth teller is, even if it's not the popular thing to say, I would rather you know how much money that you need to have in, in order to feel secure opposed to, and some of you told me this, hey, as soon as I got to 100 grand saved, now the value of my dollars dropped and the 100 grand doesn't feel, or the 50 grand or the 20 grand doesn't feel like that. So I don't, maybe people get triggered by it because it feels like as soon as you make headway, they change the rules. But this is why it's important for us to have these conversations on a weekly for you guys to invest every week, every month. So we know the rules are going to change for us, but I would rather us be prepared about what things really cost. Once again, Ross told you in an interview on AOL, if he had how much money, he would be terrified. Ten. Ten million, he would be Ten. worried. Yeah. I, I'm so be honest. conversations that we get to have privately, yeah. I'm just reporting the information back to you. Um, and also telling you, like, for some people I also know, they made their first hundred grand. I've had people tell me, like, yo, I thought this would feel like a lot more. And it's not. So if you're actually taking care of your family, taking care of your kids, you're looking out for other friends, loaning friends out money when they need it. A hundred grand isn't what it used to be. It's my last one. I swear to God. But but is it? I'm gonna be honest. When I when I read that, I, I initially thought a hundred somebody making a hundred to two hundred thousand. I'm like, oh, all right, is that no real money? Okay. And then now that you're saying that saved, I would you say that making the or saving that first hundred thousand is the hardest? Absolutely. Right. That's the most challenging yeah. 10 grand. And then after the leak from 10 to 100, like one of the hardest, that is the hardest leap that you have to make. Yeah. But as a man, if you have family, you have children. You have to be able to get to a place where your family has some security and it takes sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. And I would rather tell you that. And if prices have of homes have went up like. There's no new cars available for under 40 grand. Regular cars are now 40 grand. So if homes are increasing, price of chips are increasing, price of college tuition is increasing, what do you want me to do? Lie to you? I'm sorry. It's and it's jarring to me. So even where I'm at now, the conversations that we get to have, it's like, yo, if you don't get to 100 in your lifetime or 200 million in your lifetime, you wasted your talent. All this, you the greatest investor, <laughs> sound good. How fast are you going to get to 100 to be able to help other people? These are, I'm having these tough conversations too with people that I'm learning from and people in my circle. Like, and as soon as we begin to have these conversations, yes, it's jarring, but I would rather tell you what you need to do to be able to be financially free and provide some security to you and your family and your business. Because you may have to help out other people. You may have to help other people in other businesses. You never know. 
Uh, I know a lot of times on IG, it looks like everybody rich as hell. I'm going to be honest with you. Most people are not. Most people are struggling. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that because I've been there before. I, I know what, I know what that feeling is like to, to get to that first 10,000. It's like, Oh, can you do it? But it really yep. was a mindset thing, right? Like I'm changing my zero every time, right? It was like, if I can say 5,000 now, 5,000 is my zero. If I get to five, I can't touch it. Right. Then it becomes 10. If, if I mm -hmm. get 10,000 in the account, I'm at zero. I can't touch it. And you just keep with that financial discipline. <laughs> when, you, pushing. when you, when you get to that hundred, it's like, okay, I've actually done something here. I've done something yeah. that the average person hasn't done, which says that I have a certain level of financial discipline, but it also says that I'm willing to sacrifice at a certain level to get here. Now, what do I do here? Is the 100,000 my new zero, right? And so you can build from that. Plus, you're able to take more, not chances, but you have capital to now invest. Invest, yeah. Now help that money grow. And so it, it changes. The 100,000, again, it's the hardest thing to do, but it opens the door for opportunities to now grow that 100,000. Yeah. And when I made my first hundred grand, you know what I didn't do? I ain't buy no Balenciaga. I ain't buy no rims. I didn't got right back to even Shannon Sharp. When despite the number 30 million in four days, he got right back up. This is we were talking about in Ghana, right? Just getting up and going to work every day. A lot of luck happens just doing things that you're supposed to do, even when you don't want to do them. So even after that blockbuster interview that he had, he was on air this morning. So when you get to that next level, your job is to continue doing what got you there and then even be more efficient, put more money into the market, invest in more businesses. You have to be more diligent because when now this is the tough part when for those you are trying to get to 100. Now, everyone has a thing for you to invest in or a way to pry money out of you. You have to be an even better steward of the money as you grow. But that's sure. the fun part of the game. Is to, to put together a blueprint, a plan, a playbook, and stick to it so you can provide for your family. If I made you money, please put yes in chat. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to lie to you. It's it may not be popular what I say, but I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. So, so is it recommendable to put 50 to 67% of your net worth into magnificent seven stocks? Yeah, I got this question on Twitter. I thought it was fascinating. I would say no. But it also depends on the prices in which you buy them. Like if you're dollar cost averaging, I would not. But if I can get them at low to boat prices or close enough to, um, I would. I mean, I, I'm personally only leaning, like if I have to just pick three for sure, like Apple, Microsoft, Lily. If I had to bet every dollar, I would disperse a third accordingly. Um there's some other great companies in the Magnificent Seven, but I wouldn't bet my life on all of them for sure. But it, everything depends on the price that you pay for it. Um, that's the real thing that matters. So that's why when I'm telling you guys use a 72-day moving average, 200-day moving average, if you want to use that to get in, um, the price on which you pay for the asset matters a hell of a lot. 50, what percentage would you say you would do, right? Because if I'm listening to everything tonight and I'm sitting on my couch, I'm taking my notes, I'm hearing NASDAQ is going to move up by 20%. And I got this 100,000. And I know we got some room to grow here. What yep. percentage would, would you say is responsible to allocate? 25, 25, 25, 25. VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft. 25, 25, 20. I'm not changing my stands. Y'all can ask me to remix the audience as much as you want to. 
the great part about something that works is that until it's broken, there's no need to deviate from it. So I would, I would do a quarter, 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 quarter. All right. Um, so uh, is this the year of micro caps? I don't think so. Um, after the S&P 500 has growth, usually the Qs have growth. Then you can look at the Russell 2000, Russell 1000. I know the, the appeal of the micro caps is to look at companies that don't have as much value. We'll talk about the makeup and cosmetic space a little bit later, but um, be very careful when you're looking at micro caps if they have not grown or if they have not delivered on every promise that they promise to make because if a micro cap eventually will get acquired or grow into a macro cap. So I don't know if it's going to be the year of the, the micro cap, but when I look at some like PKE, ABUS, PAC, uh, ticker symbol ORGO, they haven't grown enough for the reward to be great enough for the risk. If I was able to get four or 500% return, if it drew down 70% or 60% based on a ratio, I'd be willing to take it. But some of these have not grown um, fast enough for me to want for me to put any capital there. And a lot of times I know we want to buy companies that are cheaper just because we not may not have enough money. But it sucks to put your last, let's say you put your last five grand into a stock and like PKE, which is a park um, aerospace. It went from 29 bucks and then... A few years later, went down to it's currently at 14 bucks and has no prospects of going back up to 30 anytime soon. Um, so be very careful. Now, if you're swing trading it, that's a different game. If you're day trading, that's a different game. But long term, no, I, I wouldn't lean on micro caps for my greatest game. But at some point, we, I mean, they're going to have their day at some point, right? Like if if the, the Magnificent Seven and we could add a few more others in there. They've can they've pushed the market right in 2023. They'll probably push it again in 2024. At some point, yep. those will start to consolidate. And these these smaller micro caps, they'll have their day at some point. Um, but what what type of environment would it need to be for those to actually, you know, have that 20 to 25 percent, maybe 100 percent run up? Is it consolidation from the mega caps or what what type of environment do you see would, that would make it adequate to, to look at those um a zero or like one percent interest rate environment okay. we have to get back to the mania days of plug amc GameStop, and i know there's a narrative like i don't want anyone to but me to make the monster call of the year and all that shit that's not true like i just want people to be safe like if you are going to get like if you look at um, look at the ticker ORGO. It's currently at four dollars and four forty cent. And at one point it got up to 150 bucks in 2018. And it's at four dollars and forty cent at the moment. You may want to take a swing at it at two, at two bucks. It's probably not going to go back up to 250. So you need a low interest rate environment. You need a lot of hype, which hype is not a recipe that I'm looking for in my investing formula. It has to be great fundamentals, technicals that have to match up, the Vanguard and BlackRock are buying in. You need big institutional buyers to make a stock go up. But like if you look at some of these that get talked about in a micro cap space, the business is not strong enough to risk putting your money there. And my thing always, like if I wouldn't put my life on the line or my child's life on the line for the mm -hmm. asset, I shouldn't invest in it. Okay. 
Yeah. And Dante, we got you. A micro cap is think of the, the market as a, a big, big ocean, right? There's big fish and then there's little fish. There's Nemo. Little fish. And so yep. micro caps are, are like the Nemos. So the, I think their market cap is anywhere between 250 to 300 million. So small company in terms of, of the big, big picture. It's a 50, great question. 50, 50 million to 300 million. Um, 50 to 300. Okay. For micro caps. Yeah. Micro caps. I don't want Drake to have more money than the stocks I'm investing in. Shout out to the boy. <laughs> Rule of thumb. Like, <laughs> you can trade it or swing trade it, but like rappers shouldn't have more money than the stock or company that you're investing in. Yeah. But there's also the smaller the company, the more potential that it has to go up or go down. It's um it's a lot easier. It's like a speedboat as opposed to a cruise ship. Like you know, a speedboat can turn directions within a minute. What a cruise ship, it takes all day to make a 360 turn. So a company like Amazon is such a huge company that, you know, good news is not going to quadruple its stock price over overnight. But a small company, if, you know, they hit a lick, then they can potentially go crazy. So it's a lot, it's a lot more volatile, but, um, uh, it's a lot of upside potential if you get a small company that actually ends up hitting a home run. You have a thing called the eye test. If if the average person is looking at a micro cap, just ask five or ten people about it and ask, say, what do you think of the company? And if a person doesn't know what the company is, it's a great chance that you shouldn't be investing in it. Also, Vanguard is a Coast Guard, too. Like the other part of investing that we don't talk about enough, and I don't know if we should tonight. Going back to that inner circle that Kat was kind of talking about, there's a little cabal in the investing in the stock market world too. That's why I say if it's not on BlackRock or Vanguard's list, at that point you're gambling. There's a reason. There's a reason. You can say well, that's because you got sold your soul and all. I hear you, fam. If you want to take your last of nine thousand and put it into OTLY <laughs> with somebody who can't trade for a living, have at yeah. it. Yeah, but here's it. the thing. Even traders and investors that don't like each other, there's a consensus on all the bad stocks. Anybody who go pick, look, let's if we can look at OTLY, especially if it's like an OTC over the counter pink sheet stock at one point in 2021, it was at 24 bucks. It's currently at a dollar 25. There's a reason it's at a dollar 25. Yeah. So, yeah, Vanguard, they, they're in the they're in the business of making money. And so if they yep. see an opportunity, to invest in a company that can help to make money. That was one of my favorite quotes for shot. I'm a stop. That was one of my favorite quotes though. They're gonna do their what? due diligence. What, what was you that? think I don't like making money? Oh. That Vanguard, BlackRock, State yeah. Street, all the big boys. That's the mantra. If they're not investing in certain, there's a reason why. If they're not even consideration for Vanguard to buy them, th there's a reason why. And I'm not a shill for Vanguard for all of y'all who said that. But if I can get that meeting, boy, <laughs> boy, overdue. Yes. So, um, ELF is a beauty company. Yes. And, um, its stock uh, tripled, went from fifty dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars over the last year. Mm -hmm. um, you're invested in ELF. Yes, one of my babies. So, what made you invest in ELF? Um. Well, two things. There are certain markets that just have like a fanatical buy-in cycle. So the cosmetic space um, is one of them. Like 
it's one of the areas I think enough people don't talk about it, talk about because they don't consider it like a real business for whatever reason. But if you look at Estee Lauder, um, Ulta, Shishido, there's a bunch of players in that space that have a big enough market cap to consider. Um, but I think ELF is like an affordable, um, has an affordable price point for most people. And then also like my favorite thing to do is like when I'm looking at, at something, I want to go see how it's moving on the shelves. For those of you who know, like Ulta, great stock, ELF, great stock. When I would go into Sephora, I asked my little questions like, hey, what's moving? ELF came up in consideration a lot. So mm-hmm. look at the margins. Margins got better. Great team. Um, another thing that we talked about a lot last year, like the management, I don't hear them in any controversy. For the most part, their management just focuses really on the business. There's not a lot of outside conjecture about what they're doing. So it's a great sign of focus. So um, COTY, I don't like. ELF, I love. Estee Lauder as a stock, I don't love. Revline died. But Ulta and ELF are the two that I like in the cosmetic space. My strategy always in going into a sector, I'm looking for two to invest in, ideally the top two. But ELF, I think, has a strong enough fan base where the consumer keeps buying over and over again to make it a good investment to be in. Yeah, I'm looking at our notes, and this is um, February 5th, 2023. We got our notes, and we stocks that people should put on their, their, their watch list. Yeah, uh, ELF was on it. So we're talking about yep. nearly a year ago. At that time, it was trading at $70. It is now at $150. So we're talking about over 100% increase on the stock, let alone if you traded futures or you did options on it. The stock yep. alone has gone up yeah, over, 100, crazy. over 100%. Just by yeah. listening to the information on a Monday night. Incredible. Good call. Great call. And listen, if I'm about some setting spray, <laughs> anyway, I might as well get some. Hey, baby, how you doing? But listen, hey, them little Sephora trips get to add up. So I'm like, let me offset uh, some of these costs. So, but it's a good thing. One of my favorite strategies always, too, is to ask uh, women what they think of a brand that's always a great indicator like if the margins are great if the operating margins are great ebitda is great um to see what the fan base and the bond cycles are i i think it's a, a hidden gem that not many people are talking about so if you had twenty thousand dollars today to invest um what would you do i'm gonna let you answer for me what what two would i invest in apple and microsoft big facts <laughs> i'm listen split it what, what my boy saying wolf Wall Street. i'm not going nowhere my Listen, leader, you got to stay with the ones that are working. Um, I, th- I thought it was a great question, but regardless if it's 20,000, 200,000, 2 million, 20 million, 200 million, uh, the strategy for me is going to be the same. You put it in, in, in them individually, and then you're going to do two indexes, obviously. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's like me asking, how many episodes y'all going to put out on a Tuesday? Uh, until. Y'all walk away <laughs> every Tuesday. Something coming out every Monday. We are going to be here. Um, and the great thing. So I've been investing for a long time. Like even I was looking back at some of my notes from 2013. I'm like, man, look how far I've come. Like I look back now and I'm like, damn, I should have borrowed money. Like, I don't agree with that bullshit. Kiyosaki said about it. I owe 1.2 billion and it's the bank's fault. If they go. Okay. I hear you. Um, yeah. Cause Wells Fargo come put you under the ground. So I hope you didn't borrow your money from them. They're going to want but, that money. Big facts. But we're looking back. I'm like, damn, I should have borrowed 
a certain amount of money at a certain interest rate percentage and knowing that I could offset those gains and pay the loan. But, you know, so it, there's always revisionist history. But um, I think the biggest thing we have to focus on is number of shares equals how fast we get to um, having a high net worth. Like a lot of times we'll have a stock that we believe in, but we'll put more money into our bills than we will the investments that are going to take care of us long term. And I think that's a huge mistake, but that's propaganda, just like the Africans don't like African-Americans. Anything that's like positive for us, they have propaganda to offset it. Um, and I want us to dispel a lot of these myths so we can get rich together in 2024 and 2025. It's important. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the 20,000 thing, I only ask because, I mean, indexes are, are great, um, ETFs as well. Uh, just being in that similar position, I remember being... And having a certain amount of money and saying, "All right, I could, I'm going to get shares of Apple, but I'm also going to get uh, XLK to ETF because Apple's inside yep. of it." And the allocation changes. I'm looking at it right now. Microsoft is actually leading the the, the ETF, um, and that's new because Apple has been the leader inside of that as far as percentage for the past three to four years. But obviously, what yeah. you know, the innovation that inside of AI and Microsoft being at the head of it with the acquisition of OpenAI, it's changed. And so not having all the exposure, still having Microsoft uh, and Apple uh, as a leader of, of an ETF at 43%, still a safe play. Still a yeah, safe absolutely. play. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a great part about ETF indexes. If something goes wrong in the allocation, they'll fix it for you. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's nothing to think about. I keep saying it's like an all-star team. Like if Devin Booker isn't playing well, they're going to sub him out and Steph's going to come in like – you don't have to worry about much. I know sometimes we want to know so much information so we can talk about it amongst each other. And it's great to learn. But even like the American education system has been broken for a long time and it was paid for by the Rockefeller family. The modern American education system was paid for. And a lot of times there's a lot of disinformation to keep us from getting to where we need to be. The most important thing is to buy the best companies on earth um, so we can uh, generate wealth if that's the true goal that we're going after and uh, someone also asked me is it possible to invest in companies that basically are not doing nefarious business at some point it's impossible to get to that scale once you get to the 500 300 billion there's some travesty or something wrong that is being done that's why i let at the top of the show all the mining that's being done in the congo by some of our favorite companies like we that has to be addressed and has to be talked about so maybe we can say that for another episode and we can have shock on and have those conversations. But the mining that's been going on in the Congo for the last however many years, that's something that we need to talk about. But there are no clean companies across the board. I wish there were, but. So would you invest in Microsoft or Apple? You had to Both. One, if you had to choose one. Uh, for the first time in history, I'm going to say Microsoft. Um, Sati is a better CEO, in my opinion, right now than Tim Cook. For those of you who work at Apple corporate, I hope I don't end up in the email chain again. Hmm. Um, but Microsoft is just a better company, and I think the the partnership with OpenAI, they are continuing to forge a path into the future. And let's talk about it. If we're going to be honest, they have a stranglehold on the enterprise sector, and Apple doesn't have as strong of a foot in that space. I think that space is a little bit more valuable. And for the first time in a long time, Microsoft has innovated a lot faster than Apple. I never thought I would say that. I never thought. And of course, 
I know there's been innovations in iOS and all that, but innovation that we can feel, I don't feel that the 14 or the 15 is dramatically different than the 12 or 11. That, that's just the bottom line truth. Now, if they can fix that, whew, six trillion market cap. But until yeah. then, they no. can they can fix that or they could shock us all and, and have something in the works in the, the AI field that nobody saw coming. That could also happen. Could. We can revisit the question. Nigel, shout out to Nigel. He's in the chat. He said, who's the Magnificent Seven? They are Apple, Amazon, Google, Tesla, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Meta, formerly Facebook. Yes. Those are the Magnificent Seven. I did the homework for you. There you go. Elon got to get off that party powder, though. <laughs> <laughs> I said, damn. It works. <laughs> that boy, he got Adderall, Adderall, Adderall powder. Boy. He, he doing Come on, he, Eli. He's doing something different. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> I feel like Cat, you're going to do this right in front of me? Like, dang, okay. Got you. To the moon. Literally. Literally. Spaceship. <sighs> Calling me. I'm in a zone. <laughs> yeah. Geeked up. Shout Fabo. Ski. Man. Um, hitting the ski slopes. Hit the like button. That's funny. <laughs> and share. Can I get one? Ian, can I get one? Yes. This is interesting. Um, what were you most wrong about last year? Um, I don't know what was I wrong about. What, what they clip up? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they put in the clip, I don't know. Square, I, I don't remember what square, I was most wrong about. Square, square probably would be the biggest. That was that was year before that was, last. That was, yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, that's why I was. Yeah, I to think ago. about. I had to, I I did, on my jacket proudly. I did a little self reflection on that one when I saw the question pop, and I'm like, I'm not sure if it's maybe for 2023 it was wrong, but I still like the long term, and that was TSM. Yeah. Um. It didn't. It didn't have the year I thought it would. It didn't have a negative year. I think it was up maybe two percent. But I thought it would have a better performance um, based on the climate. Um, but again, geopolitical factors are still pre prevalent Absolutely. inside of that company. Um, but I'm still holding long term. Um, and so while it's been consolidating around the $95 to $100 range, I've been adding more shares because I just I just believe in the company and the use case that it has, not just for like America, but for the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't it, it could it could reverse and something could happen and that could change. So it hasn't been a home run. It's been a a bunt. I got a bunt gotcha. this one. I bunted this. I one. think I said Apple was gonna come out with, with a uh, wallet. I was I was wrong about that. Or they haven't released it yet. So, um. Oh, Meta. Oh, uh, Meta. Meta. That was the okay. That was was that like that was year before last two. So that was twenty twenty two at November twenty twenty two going into twenty three. So I guess and they Meta. changed the name from Facebook to <laughs> what am I posting? Go I want y'all to go grab the post. The death of Facebook begins today. They changed the name and then the metaverse thing didn't work. Very clever. Very clever. Yeah. Meta. And then went to Facebook. Regardless of what people say, going back to Cat being the truth teller. Like when you tell truth, but also have a solution. Yeah. So shout out to everybody at HQ, everybody at the Hudson office and all. Pleasantly office. surprised by Meta. Pleasantly yeah. surprised. Yeah, but if I was wrong, I'll, 
cool. I'm, I'm, I'll I'll say that I'm wrong about that. Shout out to Zuckerberg, but it caught some waves though. Definitely caught a few. It caught a few waves. Yeah, they drown out the rest. The average yeah. percentage. It's all about the percentages. Yeah, and video up how much since and I was on it before any analyst was calling that. I, I could t- I could show y'all some screenshots so y'all could believe it. Yeah. So yeah. And Square making a comeback. Jack got to get off the party powder too. <laughs> I said, "Oh, this running rampant, boy." <laughs> I don't know all these people was using Adderall powder like that, man. <laughs> allegedly, Alle- all allegedly. allegedly. Thank you. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. Mike could be watching. This is all legend. Um, and just jokes written by eighty five South. These ain't These mine. These ain't mine. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> These ain't mine. These ain't mine. Speaking, of, speaking about jokes, um, what are some takeaways from this um Cat Williams interview? I'm a. I want y'all to lead with that. Well, well, my my biggest one. Okay, I'll say this. Um, the uh, the manifestation parts I liked a lot, for sure. So when he said, "Y'all, I'm one of the richest people on earth. Whatever I want." I can have it if I put my mind to. I think that was incredibly powerful. Um, the parts that he talked about consistently getting better at his craft. I think the business lessons in um, a hundred city tour mm-hmm. that he finances, that's our model. Love that talk. We'll get to the spicy stuff later, but the business lessons I, I pulled out of it and how giving he is. Um, helping comedians behind the scenes. Um, Bootsy even said when he first got out of jail, Cat just gave him 15,000, invited him to a show. Um, so the giving part was touching, and you know, some of the more sentimental parts about him have coming from a broken home, and you can still see some of that pain there. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he has so many children now, and he's trying to make sure those kids don't go through the same troubles that he went through. Um, it was a lot of salacious stuff in there, but those parts that I picked out that had the most impact on me. And also too, um, I put this on Twitter, but like certain people, when they just come on a platform, they just dominate out the gate. I think that's a skill set. Umar does it. Bajanisa has done it when she's been on the platform. Like you ask Bajanisa one question, she'll answer 15 back to back. (laughs) I think from a showmanship standpoint, there was a lot to learn. And also Shannon and being a host and interviewer and broadcaster, giving his guest room to speak, I think was very powerful. Um, so if we're going to start with the positive, those are the positives that I would have taken from the interview. Uh, I will second that. Um, I think the power of independence was big when he talked about funding his own tour um, yep. and taking the credit for that. You know, a lot of times people say that was great. That was great. Who did this? And it's like, nah, that was me. I thought that was dope. I think him calling them out the, the new age of comedians by name was important. That was fine. He could have just said I liked everybody, but he called each one of them out independently. And he might have missed a few, but the fact that he named some tells me that he's a student of the craft still. I think mm-hmm. he was the student of his time. Um, and if you listen to that, he literally watched every episode of Club Shay Shay. Did his homework. Did his homework and came back and rebuted everything that someone had said throughout every episode. Um, and you know, there was a lot of truths and, and some of them, maybe they were fabricated, but he, he studied, um, before he got there. And a lot of times people don't do that. They come and they're like, All right, I'm just gonna do this interview. I'm gonna sit down and I don't have a message. Um, yep. and he did, he did, he seized his moment and it, I mean, to call it viral would be an understatement. You're talking about 35 million views in less than a week. 
And they, crazy. They were asking, uh, they were asking, um, like, could that ever happen again? And he was like, I don't, I don't think something like that can ever happen again. I'd, I'd have to get Michael Jordan on here to tell me why he retired in 1993. It would be the only way. And even then, I don't think it would catch people by surprise because it, it just yeah. needs a level of controversy. Um, but those things stuck out, uh, and definitely the education piece. And shout out to Principal Ra. I know he clipped that piece up about you know teachers being underpaid uh, and undervalued and have the yep. most important job. Um, I thought that was super important, super important. And you could tell he just—he's a bright dude. You can tell he's a bright dude, um, and he had a lot to, to get off his chest. And he waited for this moment. He waited right to the end of the year, accepted the invite, and the rest is now history. History: thirty-five million views. That's incredible. Shout out to to, to Ankh and shout out to Club Shay yeah, Shout out to him for creating a moment for us. Rashad, what about you? Uh, yeah, you know, I think that Cat Williams is one of the greatest comedians. He's a very funny person, but and was on the dip set at one point. For sure. That's a fact. Um, but you know, I just feel like um I want to take the contrarian view on this point. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, man, you know, you die you die here or live long enough to be a villain. I just don't like the narrative of like whenever somebody becomes successful, it's because they signed a deal with Illuminati or they sold their soul. And I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't agree with that. And like, you know, I see, I see a lot of things personally and I know that people are smart. Like I know Kevin Hart's a really smart person. I read his yeah. book, somebody I actually studied and I, I got a chance to see him speak. And um, he's a extremely intelligent person as far as his, his business acumen. Kev Sharp. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel like um, even like, you know, truth telling has limits because it's like I think like Charlemagne said, I spoke with him. But if you call somebody a plant, but who's the gardener? Right. Like you could call out a soldier, but even even a top soldier is still a soldier. So until you actually start calling out names of generals and lieutenants, it, it's just infighting. It's not really going anywhere. The only person that really ever called out generals in a semi-cohesive state was Dame Dash. Kanye did it, but Kanye's not mentally stable. So, like, the only one that was, like, you know, like, kind of semi-stable that actually did it was Dame. That's that's something I really respect. Like, call out somebody that really has power. Harvey Weinstein's already done. That's not, that's an easy call out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you're going to start calling people out, call people out that really have the power. He's saying like somebody wore a dress, but who made them wear a dress? Who financed the movie? Who's the person that's really behind? Who's like now? Now we start to really see it. Like just calling out people with, at the end of the day, like they might have money, but they don't really have power. So mm. how productive is it really? It's a good entertainment. Um, and you know, it leads people, people get swayed easily. So, like, oh, we're in the age of truth telling. How are we in the age of truth telling? The people in power are still in power and nobody knows who they are. So what truth are what, what truth are we telling? What exposure? Who's really getting exposed? You know what I'm saying? Like people what who doing nasty work? But, uh, but, who, to, but, who, but who's really getting exposed? What I'm saying it's not, it's not, it's not the age of exposure. It sounds good. You don't That's think just, so? It's just a catchy, it's just a catchy phrase. Nobody really getting exposed because the people that really get exposed, you don't even know who they are. You don't even you never even heard of them before. And they they'll never get exposed. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel the, like a lot the of Epstein list just came out. 
and no, and nobody said one thing about it. That's the that's uh, my problem. You know why nobody said nothing about the Epstein? Because the only person that they knew was was Bill Clinton, as far as like a name. If it was if it was Diddy on that list, it would be all over Shade Room. If it was Beyonce on that list, it would be all over every every black media outlet possible. 250 people's names. These is powerful people. You don't know who these people are. So it's like, all right, we don't care. That's what I'm saying. It's fake. We can we can act like we we in the age of exposure. It's no he get they they gave you 250 names of very extremely powerful and wealthy people, and nobody said one thing. Yeah. I think the names that they gave we people already knew, like Clinton was there, Trump was there. Uh, Prince Edward was there, but like you said, there's the 247 there. people that are dignitaries that we didn't even think of, and it happened simultaneously. This ha this interview happens, and now that becomes the thing that people talk about, especially in our community. That becomes the thing that we talk about, and whatever happened over there, all right, whatever. People just want to be entertained. That's yeah. it. it. It's not about exposing. It's not about this. It's just about entertainment. If you can entertain people, you're gonna you're gonna always have a a career and um something to talk about so you know it's just fake i feel like i feel like it's just fake outrage nobody really care about exposing nobody it's it's not real to me i don't i don't i don't really think it's real until i see until i start to see real power being attacked i don't really i i don't really look at it as real i just look at it as entertainment can you define real power like i said people that's really in position if you want to talk about hollywood who's really behind hollywood who's really in control of films Who's really moving the finances? That's people that's in power. If you want to talk about business, who's really running hedge funds? Who's really behind Wall Street? If you want to talk about politics, who's really running financial campaigns to get people elected? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like this is. Other than that, it's just it sounds good. It's a slogan. That's all it is. Like a bumper sticker. Well, I mean, we're only in January. I think more to come. I think once they put this, this is going to be a lot more heat on this. And Kanye but... speak, but Kanye not mentally stable. So Kanye will say something, and then he'll come back and apologize. Then he'll put his wife naked. And I love Kanye. I'm one of the biggest Kanye fans ever in history of life. But I mean, bro can't really be taken seriously right now. He's not. He's not somebody that can actually. So when he say something, it don't really even matter because he gonna apologize. The, the, you can't, the, you can't, you can't, you you can't expose something and then apologize. No, nah, the, the the walking naked and barefoot as well. No, nah, you always apologizing. Yeah, like well. my whole so, thing I mean, is like, that's what happens when you get death threats, though. You gotta apologize, but don't say something if you if you're gonna apologize or be There's concise. A lot of people who do that, but he could be concise in the thought. Sometimes it's not right. Like he'll apologize and then he'll do the the listening for the album in Vegas and he'll have the same thought. That's like, well, what this don't even make sense. Or why are you apologizing right before the rollout of a shoe? Right? So like, is, is it is it really an apology you know or is it to sell your or, album? Or was it or part of sell, 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 sell your socks? <laughs> like I said, shout out to Yay, but come on, I think you know come like yeah, shout it, out to you. Yeah, but did cat tell a lie though, uh, other than the four four forty and the three thousand pages? I don't really know what's a lie or not, but I, like saying, I, I said, I'm not I'm not in that inner circle. Yeah, but I just I just feel like when you just say like I Ludacris got the got the role because he's an Illuminati. I mean, what is Illuminati? I've never seen Illuminati. I haven't seen this yet. But I don't know. I just find it hard to believe. You didn't that get the, the email? That's what I'm about to say. It might I, be I, my junk. That, I got the email. I didn't get the late Como email, but I got the Illuminati email. <laughs> it might be in my junk. In my junk. Or perhaps. Yeah, it's spam. Gotcha. But perhaps. And even like, you know, you call somebody's wife ugly. 
That's I don't too really, far. I don't really That's rock not... with Ludacris. Wife is not ugly though. But, but you don't even do that. I, I just don't see the benefit in doing that. I feel like he's hurt, and you know he probably has a lot of legitimate gripes with people. So I can't speak on that because he might have personal issues. But Steve Harvey, everybody know he had a man unit. That 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 wasn't new information. That came out ten years ago. Yeah, and it's I mean it's even instant the attack on him is like he's a gatekeeper. But the the young comedians that you named, he plays a major role in their success. He he didn't he didn't attack one gatekeeper. No nobody. No, had, I'm talking about he, he was calling he was saying gatekeeper. He was mentioning him in that sense. But then I mean shout out to eighty five South, but. To a man, they will tell you the role that they he played in their career. So it just kind of I don't know his truth because we, yeah. we we're not we're not from that circle, right? So I can't say what he's saying is a lie, but I know that the work that these guys put in, and I know some of the works that and the influence that he had on them. That part we I do know. But my last thing with Cat, like I said, I'm actually a Cat Williams fan, but I just feel like there's yeah, inconsistencies, there's inconsistencies in it. Like he talked about, like he didn't wear he didn't want to wear a dress and he talked about like a lot of black empowerment themes and stuff like that but i'm like your whole career was built on being a pimp so it's like which which is better wearing a dress or being a pimp like a pimp literally puts women on on the track and they sell their bodies for money to men there's nothing glory there's nothing there's nothing funny about being a pimp like that's that's not there's no empowering thing about being a pimp like i said i'm not knocking it but it's like when you start knocking one person you got to make sure like it's not like you played a malcolm x your whole life and you trying to like uplift black people like you're literally you played a pimp in friday and you you've played a series of pimps so it's kind of like the, the the pot calling the kettle black like how is that empowering or how is that beneficial to society like you want your daughter to be a prostitute but like i said i mean you know it's it, I, it don't even matter what what, what it is because it's like people are very emotional and they just say like and and I realize that people just hate people at the top so it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they all gatekeepers they all Illuminati they all well I mean but I think I think the biggest point he was touching on was integrity and I don't know which parts were true and the jokes still and all that because there was some reports of him stealing jokes came out but I think the biggest thing he was pushing on was people not being fair or trying to hold people back and i know that's something i don't practice i know some of y'all don't practice even like with keys like every time i would see keys i'd be like yo get on stage kill everybody including me don't hold back but if everyone doesn't feel like that and people are doing sucker shit behind the scenes to keep people from being elevated i can see why he would have but i i get your point about not mentioning the gatekeepers but if we want to mention the gatekeepers we can we can do it. My whole thing is this, man. If we in the age of telling the truth, then just tell the truth. Tell the whole truth, not part of the truth. And don't just attack somebody that looks like you. Attack everybody. You got to go full-fledged. Like I said, that's why I respect Dame. Because Dame don't care. Dame, Dame attack everybody. Say what you want about Dame. He's equal opportunity. He's equal opportunity attacker. Yeah. And he spoke at the highest level to the highest people. And he and he paid the consequences for it. Absolutely. That's a lot that comes with that, too. That's a lot. that come, Most people don't want to carry that burden. Love. Well. Love. We're going to leave with that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. One, one last thing. What will you say to the naysayers that say that we're caping just because we have a relationship with Steve? 
Because you know it's going to come out tomorrow. I won't say anything. <laughs> I'm saying Good luck, love. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I don't, I don't have to defend my my opinion. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Good luck. You don't have you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree with my opinion. I don't have to defend my opinion either. I like this energy. <laughs> I like this energy. <laughs> That's it's just a fact. It's just a fact. Yeah. What do you yeah. think the biggest threat in 2024 is? Suckers. <laughs> By a long shot. <laughs> Can I get messy now? <laughs> the biggest threat. Nah, hey, sucker. um, sucker free, man. I think the, the biggest threat to economy and the stock market is lack of leadership and not having this debt situation under under control. I think um, a lot of people are hiding the truth underneath a blanket for America to get through this election cycle. But I think the economy is a lot worse than they're letting on to be. And I'm not trying to fear monger, um, but the yield curve has been inverted for 18 months. Not a good thing. Credit card debt, highest has ever been. I think now the debt's growing at a trillion every, what, 60 days or 90 days now. Um, and because of interest going up higher, we can't even make a dent in the interest payments for the country. So um, better leadership is the biggest issue in, in how much debt for sure. And I think this is part of the reason why some of this truth is starting to come out to get everyone's attention off of these issues that really, really matter. They could have put out that Epstein list three years ago if they wanted to. They didn't want uh, to. Epstein, no. That's above my pay grade. I won't touch on that. I can hear my mom and dad now. I love y'all. I'm going to leave that alone. But they could have been put that list out long ago if they wanted to. They didn't want to. And there were some names on there that in our community that are not being talked about. But I'm going to leave that alone, too. But lead, lack of leadership and debt being too high um, as a tool of destruction um, are, are the biggest threats of 2024. Where, where, is, where is Bricks at on your threat meter? Um, January 1 of this Now, we year. want to talk about some shit I was right about. Uh, UAE. Uh, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Egypt were added uh, effective January 1 of this year. Where, where is BRICS at in terms of threat meter for you? Uh, fourth. It's Chris Bosch or something, Ray Allen. Like, <laughs> it's in the starting five. Trust okay. me. And everyone's saying, hey, this is a long – I think the formation of BRICS is what, 2012, 2011? This is a long-term plan. Only in America as a superpower – as a country, are we planning year-to-year, worst-case scenario, four-year cycle at best? I think the Democrat-Republican veneer, the WWE fight that they have every four years, is going to be a cause of the destruction of our country. Um, everyone is looking to team up on us. I know everyone in the comments don't say it doesn't matter. Trust me, it matters. And people are getting a little bit more afraid than ever. Um and at a time where Robert F. Kennedy is picking up steam, well, I didn't think he had a chance in hell. Like, people are unhappy with leadership across the board. And the, the, the trust of politicians, I think, probably is at a lower point than it was in 2007, 2008, which is not a good sign. Okay. Yep. Well, it's been real. It's been real, y'all. <laughs> it's been absolutely real. 
I, I can give us 15 more minutes if I go into my bag, but I'll <laughs> it's been real. I gotta blow we gotta blow out the candles. <laughs> hey, good segue. Yes, we're gonna stay focused on, on love, light, positivity. Uh-uh, Michael Jackson, Cat Williams. Hey, also, y'all content creators are gonna try and take this Cat Williams lane. Make sure you have security and guns. <laughs> Safety first. A lot of y'all be running your mouth. Hey, big boy. I know you want to play big dog. <laughs> if I make that call to Chihuahua, oh yellow. Oh yellow. Safety first. He said, he said, I appear okay. a lot bigger in person than I am. <laughs> That's a fact, though. Ian, you, you made a good point that everybody, you know, we live in a copycat world, so everybody wants to follow the leader. Once once one thing happens, and everybody follow the leader. So. Safety. Nice. If you follow, if you follow in suit. Safety. Not good. It'll work out for Adam. I think Adam about to wrap that whole business up. Just him and Lena on that couch now. What's your, what's, your problem, what's your problem with Adam? What's your issue with Adam? 22? This is funny. I, I, I like, I actually like Adam. Okay. Shout out to 55th. You, shout out Flacco. You know? Shout out China Mac. You know? I, my thing is to call out business structure. I've been saying for three years, most of these podcasts and shows were lying about how well they were doing. And most importantly, they don't add any value. Yeah. So it's a, a case study. We saw Audacity file for bankruptcy. More to come. <laughs> More to come. For restructuring. So a, a canary in a coal mine, if you will. Yeah, restructuring purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's well, it. I don't well, have that shit. Right. So, so there's no problem with Adam 22. No, and I don't think he'll vote you either. I know, I know people hate when I say that, but it's like, well, he came in and he was doing BMX and came to hip hop. We don't have no guidelines and governance in hip hop anyway. We, we we've been sold our culture long ago. So, open door, same. open door policy. Absolutely, and I always said it. Outwork the vultures. People yeah. can talk about Gary V and Vlad and put out more content. There, only solution. Easy to talk, hard to upload clips every day and Hold record every day. It's tough. So if you outwork the vultures, we won't have this issue. So. Hold your head. What, what do you, I, I really do? You think people are more concerned with getting money, or are they more concerned with just being entertained? Entertained. That's that's easy. Landslide. Entertained. Most most people, and I know the men hate it. Most people really don't want to run up a bag. Don't don't no. Too busy to get rich. Yeah. Shot Chris. <laughs> big facts. <laughs> what what can you say? <laughs> like, people can point out whatever flaws I have. You know, like my demeanor, how I presented. Da da da. Listen, in video alone, showing out four years, how much money would you have made if you would have put ten thousand Apple in twenty twenty? How much would you have now? Apple, yeah. Microsoft, Nvidia. You get, you can say Square and Meta. I was wrong on. Cool. The ones I was right on five X that shit. I was up twenty eight hundred percent last year for my advice. Not talking to nobody. For all of y'all who think I need a business manager and all that, I hear you. But if you're not grossing what I'm grossing, why I need you to manage me? You can't talk like I talk. Twenty twenty four. For I what? If I let me out of poverty, why well, I need you to lead me to anything? And quit clout chasing. That go for everybody. Quit clout chasing. They won't let me get in my messy bag. I'm going to wait till February, March. Quit clout chasing, man. It don't work. Put a pin in See that and come back. Now. The crazy thing is like, the people were like, yo. Yeah, it's true, Shotty, come on. No, nah, the sell your soul thing is another comment. Like I said, I know people that sold their soul for free. And then get nothing from it. 
Or twelve ninety nine a month. <laughs> you sold your soul. Boy. You sold your soul and didn't even get a bag out of it. A lot of a lot of you. Can we say uh, who they are? Because I don't want to be like cat. No, this is just regular person gotcha. walking down the street. Pick them. You don't even take care of your kid. How are you going? You're not even in the position to speak. You're a deadbeat dad. Scum of the earth. Boy, 14 <laughs> roommates. No, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We we are walking into the new year. Tell me said that I will. We gonna we walking into the new year with with love. Yes, because that's 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 the key. That's the answer. That's the universal language. And yes. uh, we pioneered that, man. So we're gonna keep continue to do that. But we pioneered love. Huh? No, no, no. Lead in with it. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Positive. <laughs> Come on, Mike. If you're gonna put positive, positive spell vibes right, then, bro. <laughs> positive V-Days. That's like my Spanish. V-Days. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> positive V-Days. Positive V-Days. What he said. <laughs> Yo, just stop. Just stop. Just stop, bro. Just stop. Positive V-Days only. Yo, um, <laughs> the, relationship, the relationship that you have with your child's mom is never no excuse for you not taking care of your kids. Big facts. It's a fact. Big facts. Yeah, this man tried it twice. <laughs> no, no matter how egregious or tough it may be, you still got a parent and father. And also, fellas, you got to realize too, if you got a pregnant, that was still your choice. Oh. You still got a parent and take care of. No, I know it's not easy, but Word. no excuse for a man. Ah, yo, it's a shame that dudes are too broke to pay attention, but hopefully they'll listen. Hopefully, oh, see, when I get Troy in this petty bag, yes, no, 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 get no. some Duce going real. <laughs> we go viral. Nah, man, we're not, we're, gonna, we're not gonna do that, man. All rights reserved. So, uh, gotcha. we, we, it's been a glorious Monday. It's been can a we do a petty Monday. after hour shoddy? Like, just in, in. I'll, I'll, can I, I'll end That's with this, man. Can I end with this with you <laughs> after dark? That's the real after we, dark. We had we had some real family moments in a crowd. I just want to end with yes. that, man. T tell me your, your your greatest takeaway from visiting Ghana over the past ten days. Um, there's an incredible opportunity there, man. You got me on my petty back. I'm so mad at you. Um, family vibe. New Year's Eve was amazing, but it was uh one of the locations that I probably felt the safest and just like most loved, if you will. Um, business side, of course, is a bunch of opportunity, but I think um, there's a lot of development there to be done, and I hope we can have a, a large part to play in it over the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, I had a good time. Good good lobby time. That was fun. Good lobby little restaurant boys. time. Yeah. Lobby boys. Yeah. So I ain't like the sickness part, but, you know. Opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. We got a little time to bond. <laughs> Opportunity, but even from a standpoint of, I could tell you what you need if you get sick. Yeah, I should have prepared better. Hey, baby, hope you feel better. Got you. Act Nightcap, Nightcap, new show. Activated charcoal. And we could just go full. Crazy I'm down on the nightcap. I got about 22 names to name. We can go full crazy. <laughs> Y'all think know. the Epstein list or something? Boy, I put out my list, boy. I'm gonna put the disclaimer right at the bottom. Not that Troy is not here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's name yeah. him. Nah, man. It's all good. Somebody said, "Am I sick? I'm sick. I'm. I am still sick, and I'm tired. And I'm sick and tired. You're sick and tired. Uh, you suckers, ain't it? See, they hate when we start getting along. 
Ah. Like I said, if we do this nightcap show, <laughs> we do this nightcap show, it's no trading and no stock talking. Hey, reckless abandonment. Reckless abandonment. <laughs> <laughs> love the love is gone. The gun is drawn. I'm trying to get canceled. Please. That's Rashad, not me. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I gotta wait till next year. They froze. They froze them. I've been oh canceled fourteen times. All right, all right, y'all. Well, they got me in the matrix. Yes, a fact. That's it. See, so I start talking crazy. That's a see? fact. That's all right, y'all. God's work tomorrow. Earn your leisure. Another powerful episode. We ended it with student loans. We starting the year with credit. Uh. We learned something. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Every time we get to to, to get a new person and a new perspective on a, a topic that we haven't had before, we get new insight. So make sure y'all check that out tomorrow at one. Ian is still in the matrix. Shadi, what's your final word? They said Illuminati cut off my internet. That's funny. <laughs> I paid my subscription, dude. Like what? Pay my membership dues for twenty twenty four. Oh man. Who in the Bilderberg group? I got a call. Hold on. Send the contract. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. He's still in the ice box. That's crazy. Send the contract. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's what? been real. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Love. Peace. This <laughs> had a long live Tupac. <laughs> the Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.